This is Turbo Man, the toy every kid is getting for Christmas. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. This is Desperate Man. You got the doll, right? The father who forgot to get one for his son. I got the last one. Fucker. This is war. On November 22nd, holiday cheer is busting out all over. Yes, your Christmas spirit. Arnold Schwarzenegger, jingle all the way. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Rated PG. November 22nd, only in theaters. Ho, ho, ho. It's Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. The last presents delivered, and the snow outside's getting thicker. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, Tyler? Just saying hi. Just saying hi. We're uh, recording. uh, Twas the night before the night before Christmas. Yeah, we got a couple days till Christmas. We're sneaking in another Christmas movie. Getting another podcast out there. Bam! Episode 27. We're doing an episode of a movie that everybody on the internet has done an episode on. (laughs) Yes. But if for some reason you haven't listened to any of those, welcome. We're going to get to Jingle All the Way here in a few minutes. Yeah. First, we're going to talk about uh, what we've been watching recently. Tyler, you've actually, you went to the theater this week by yourself. So sad. (laughs) <laughs> so sad. Why is it sad? Because you don't have any friends. Oh, well, all right. Just put it that way. I guess it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Pretty sad. I guess. Um, <sighs> You went and saw something that I wanted to see. I saw the trailer. Looked really good. The uh, Spider-Man one. We could have gone together. When? Last weekend. When? My mother was like, we. she came over and I was like, you want to go to a movie? And you're like, I don't need to see that Spider-Man movie. I'm tired of Spider-Man. You okay. said that. Okay. You said those words. I, I recall saying those words. You failed to remind me that I had seen this trailer and that it wasn't, it wasn't, the it was animated. I was thinking, oh, geez, here's another fucking Spider-Man movie with some young kid and doing something. Blech. I totally spaced out that I had seen the trailer and wanted to see it and that it was like black Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is what I told you it was. I wasn't paying attention, though. And you host a movie podcast. I do. (laughs) And I don't do a very good job of it, because I am not the movie expert in the relationship, Tyler. So it's your fault. You try to disprove that every time you put me on the spot with your little tea times. Well, today we're going to have coffee time with Tyler, because we don't have tea tonight. We have coffee, because I bought the delicious... Reese's peanut butter coffee creamer. Go big or go home on Christmas. Boom. We had it last week, too. We did. But I didn't have as much. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep it real, like, organic and, like, real natural. But if you know that if you put it in the house, that Reese's peanut butter creamer, I'm much more likely to make coffee at home after we've used up our morning coffee mm-hmm. to do that and not spend $20 a week on uh, outside coffee. Iced coffees from, like, McDonald's. Which I, yeah, don't, I like the McDonald's coffee, so it's not no, like No, McDonald's coffee tastes like shit. Everybody knows it, <sighs> except for you. You know what? They're a potential sponsor that you just shit McDonald's? on. McDonald's? You shit on them. I would never let McDonald's you be a sponsor. You shit on them. Oh, if they were like, here's $10,000, why don't you advertise iced coffee? I would be like, I love iced coffee. You're like, fuck you, McDonald's. I don't need your shit i mean i take that money yeah exactly you take exactly. that money just like everybody else aren't you yeah i'd sell out so fast uh-huh. you have no idea uh-huh. so tell me about spider-man into the spider-verse yeah you know but not too much because i still want to see this it is a movie that i was like oddly not like i think maybe because i i think i saw the trailer and i was like yeah all right we're doing an origin man origin story of a spider-man movie okay 
right? But then it got really great reviews, and I was like, all right, well, it must be pretty good. That's good. I I was nervous because it's Sony, and they've had their rocky history putting out their own movies. Uh, you know, no Marvel Universe connection to this one. Uh, so I was, you know, just nervous about it. You were. And as a fellow movie critic, you actually read reviews and take those into account. I do. I, I'm not sure if I would, because it started even winning, like, these animated feature critics awards. Like, it was beating out uh, The Incredibles 2 and Wreck-It Ralph and Isle of Dogs. All those movies it was getting, it was getting beat. People were really liking this one. So I was like, all right, well. Great. And then it was playing I Have That A-List, so I could see it in the IMAX, although it's not really IMAX, it's just like a fake IMAX. And then like 3D, which I usually don't like 3D, but mm-hmm. I thought like, well, the time worked out for the 3D version, so I just went for it. And wow, it is awesome in IMAX and in 3D. I was just uh, kind of blown away by it, really. I don't like 3D, but this movie has a just a very distinct look. It doesn't look like any other animated movie that you've seen it looks like a comic book in a lot of different ways like not just like the way it's framed but even like the animation style is a little bit jumpy but in a really cool way um just really vibrant 3d because i don't usually a 3d just i don't know the the vision always kind of just gets distorted to me enough I, i never really get a lot of value out of it but so i can't see 3d because I have a blind eye thing, um, will I enjoy this movie in just 2D? Oh, yeah, because you know what I did? I was thinking of you when I was oh, watching it. Oh, were you? And Sweet. I was, I was, uh, so I was wearing the glasses, and I was closing the one eye that you have trouble with just to kind of see what it looks like um, flat. And it, it doesn't um, make it blurry or anything. It just it flattens. It just makes the image flatter. Um, and it looked still looked really cool. So mm. you would have, I mean, you could do it. And why would you do that, though? You could just go see it in 2D. IMAX. I probably should experiment with the whole 3D thing because I sort of have some vision in that eye, yeah. but not like that central vision. I wonder if I could still see I don't know. some 3D or not. Maybe the peripheral would be enough to make a to top add. out. Not sure. Because it does still, I still have trouble like catching a ball. Uh huh. And you need two eyes to get like the 3Dness of catching a ball. Were you big on 3D movies before you had the eye? I issue? fucking hated them. Yeah, so maybe it wouldn't really matter. I don't, like, it's not a thing for me. I don't care. It's just because it was like. It literally cost me no extra money. The time worked out, and mm-hmm. but it worked out because it was just a really great-looking movie. But on top of that, it's really fun. The story works. I thought, you know, like, it starts off very much like, like it's got some of the writers, the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. It, it has that irreverent kind of humor, like we're joking about the universe a little bit. It starts that way, and it's funny. And I, I like the Lego movie. I like the Lego Batman movie. But then, so it starts that way, but it and it has that going through, but it also is telling a kind of a really nice story of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. um, a new Spider-Man. It has all these other Spider-People coming into it through in different dimensions, and you get Nicolas Cage in there as a as a voice of a Spider-Man. You get John Mulaney, which I know you really find mm-hmm. hilarious. He yeah. is Spider-Ham, and it just really works. It just clicks together together. Uh, in a real satisfying way, it it, it kind of uses a lot of the. I mean, if you just you know Spider Man, you if you know the enough of the lore, it's just super fun to watch. But it's just it's a good story. It actually tells an origin story thoughtfully. It's a different, not the same Peter Parker one we've seen a hundred times, so that's helpful. But it also just knows how to punch through it pretty quickly and give you a lot of just a lot of fun along the way. I I honestly loved it. I was surprised about how much I. Liked. I think it is the best animated film of the year mm-hmm. i think it's the best superhero movie of the year Ooh. i enjoyed this more than infinity war i enjoyed this and i like that movie 
I enjoy this you more. You look nervous saying that, like someone's going to attack you. I enjoy this more than Black Panther, which might get a Best Picture nomination. Really like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Panther's a, Black Panther's a great movie. I think Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is uh, even better. I just had a blast watching it. Now I'm now I'm even more mad at you that I didn't see this movie. Well, I would see it again, and I will probably be buying the Blu-ray when it comes out, so you don't okay. have to worry about that. Okay. Um. So that was Spider Man Into the Spider Verse playing in theaters now. Yeah. And then I watched, um, it's called Shirkers on Netflix. This is a documentary. I'll say the name you know, again. Shirkers. I can watch Netflix movies with you, Tyler Wilson. You're too busy watching, what was that? Shut up. Just Midnight shut something that got canceled. You're watching these canceled shows. Yeah. Midnight Texas. It got canceled. Why are you watching I'm really it? Mad. And you just told me that it's based on a Charlene Harris book series, who I love Charlene Harris. Yeah. Known for her book series of turning into True Blood. Right. Makes me want to go back and read the True Blood, or not the True Blood, but that book series, mm-hmm. and also go check out this one. Midnight Tech, I think it's only three books of Midnight of that universe, oh. but, um, so it's not like a ton of books, but. I know she had like 15 of the other ones. She really like kept those going for a while. Yeah, I'm not I even, like her. I'm not even, I think the show never really like, I think the first few seasons kind of touched on things from her book series but then they kind of went their own direction yeah we liked that show for a while do we i don't know if we ever finished it though it, it went on a, a while <laughs> yeah i mean you know how these yeah. things go i'm sure if it was easily available to you you'd probably burn through it and watch it because yes. you like watching these kind of shows i do so yeah no you could watch these things but i'm you also choose... finishing the uh, recent season of travelers which you were like what's that show i didn't say it like that i just literally didn't know what it was how is that possible it's the third season i don't watch these tv shows but you know of everything not travelers Plus it's got will from will and grace i thought he was on will and grace <laughs> that's back why is he on another show I don't know, but you're lucky you were able to pull me away from all these great television shows on Netflix to watch Jingle All the Way. So tell me about Shirkers. Shirkers is a, a just a fascinating documentary. So this woman uh, in Singapore wanted to make a movie. She was just like a movie kid, and she had like a group of friends, and they met this older man. It sounds weird. <laughs> like it does. It sounds weird. What is he happening? was like a guy who was like a professor type. They was kind of like started like a class there. And so they all kind of bonded with this person. He was kind of serving as just a mentor to them. And they, this woman, she wrote a, a, a movie called Shirkers and they decided to shoot it and make it in Singapore. And like, it was just like a really like independent, just kind of out there movie at the time in is Singapore. It set in like 1992. It's when they f- shot it. Okay. They shot the movie, this this theatrical, like, dra- drama movie, fictional movie they shot in 1992. And I'm not going to give away what happens because it's crazy, but something happens and all the footage is uh, taken away from her, essentially. Oh, bullshit. And it's gone for forever, it seems like. And then we try to unravel. She's goes through this process of trying to unravel what happened to the footage, what happened to... Um, the people that she made the movie with and, and how that connects. And it's crazy. It's kind of like um, that documentary came out, Three Identical Strangers, this year. And maybe not as crazy as like finding out there's two people that look just like you. But it's kind of that type of movie where kind of new details are unraveled and this mystery kind of deepens and you find out uh, uh, what happened. But it, it, it's kind of a, a, it's a, a cool story because it's about someone who's – you know, really into filmmaking in that scene and then kind of just having that creativity taken away from you, but then trying to, like, find the path 
back to your creativity if you can if it if it and what what has been lost and what you can gain back from it. So all that's just uh kind of yeah, I it's a it's a really good movie. It's it, even people who are like not big documentary nuts would probably enjoy it cuz it has a good mystery behind it. Um you know, people love that stuff. People watch all those uh, making the murders and all that on Netflix. This is kind of uh there's yeah. no murder, but there's there's it's a mystery. So it's got like a hundred percent tomato reader yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, yeah. I can't remember if it got shortlisted for. So the Oscars put out shortlists for various things that are eligible, and I don't remember if Shirkers is on the shortlist now. But I would put it. I mean, I don't. I, it's I haven't seen all the documentaries are going to be in the running, but is I liked it, it better than Won't You Be My Neighbor. Well, I have. As if you listen to her previous episode, I or a couple of them, I have a very strong emotional reaction to won't you be a neighbor so to me no but it's very good okay <laughs> i would recommend it it's right on netflix you can just turn it on you can turn okay. that on with roma you can turn it on although so you haven't watched roma yet i sure haven't what's the deal with uh things that are you know when things get and i get it roma's been over i lo- i thought it was great uh-huh. i thought it, it it's easily one of the best movies of the year to me okay. i loved it but like when things get praised a lot i'm thinking of like boyhood a few years ago another movie that i really loved you really loved you saw mm-hmm. that uh everybody like the, the the voices of people that didn't like it or even love it just feel the need to just kind of just talking shit like well i don't i personally didn't find it to be that great are That's you what they say. who are you talking about there's just you know, it's the 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 online community who's what online this the like, online community tell me more well i haven't seen Anybody talking about Roma? Well, I know because at you're all. not. I've so you know. Listen, we are. We have this podcast. We, there's a million podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. We're doing it for fun, whatever. But you're supposed to have like an online presence. So I'm just our online presence is terrible. But uh, because we uh, work and have four fucking kids, yeah, and and we don't even know how to get on iTunes properly. Apparently, and we cook <laughs> organic dinners. Yeah. Do you know how much time goes into cooking healthy food? A lot. Even the mac like, and cheese takes that longer. Organic mac and cheese took longer. Takes longer than that cheap craft shit. It takes longer. <laughs> Costs more too. God damn it. Um, so what? What about this online? Uh, no, there's presence? just so you go. You 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 learn about online people chatting about things because that's where you're supposed to go to like communicate your show and all mm-hmm. that. And there's just a lot of this like, oh, Roma. I didn't think it was like. All right, like okay, cool. I'm like I don't. You can not like a movie, like a movie. That's fine. It's it's not a hot take though. You know what I mean? That you didn't like the most praised movie. I don't understand why this is like the thing. I don't get it. I I I, I don't understand. I didn't know it was a thing. I barely know. This happens all the time. It happens the other way too. Like I even had to like. It happens. I get it. It happens to me too because I do write uh, for Rinkinding Publication reviews sometimes, and I was someone who like didn't like Green Book very much. And I've got to be the guy knowing that, like, my audience at this newspaper is going to love Green Book. Oh, they, like, not, if if you could pull the paper that you write for their yeah. their readership, oh. it's it's 100% tomato reader. They're going to love there. it. Oh, yeah. they're going to love it. Yeah. And, and so I have to be the guy that's like, well, I didn't like it, but I'm not, I, I try not to be the asshole. I'm just like, eee, but I'm like, you probably, you know, I try to, like, when I... Say You're like, this like movie's something. shit, but you probably will like it. I, well, you have to do that in a delicate way, otherwise yeah. people are, are mad at you. That's why you're published and I am not. Well, I'm just saying... Oh, barely published. Barely published. But, um, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's a whole thing. So, it's made me... I guess my takeaway is that I, I'm <laughs> trying to learn how to just be like... Because I know a lot of people think that, like, Won't You Be My Neighbor is a 
a schmaltzy experience. And I'm just like, I, okay, I guess if you don't have a connection for that, that's fine. Like, that's okay. But I'm just, I'm learning uh, to just uh, own up to my things that I love. I, I, I loved Roma. I loved mm-hmm. Once You Be My Neighbor. I loved Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm just like, fine, I don't really care about, like... If you're not, I'm just saying, like the if the criticism is not like valuable, if it's not like talking about a specific thing, it's just like I thought it was overrated. Just like, well, I mean, cool, <laughs> thanks for sharing. I don't know, it just seems like a needless, uh, needless thing to be a part of. Just like your shit, don't like it, it doesn't matter. Okay, bring some value. I think one of the funniest things you said tonight, uh, as you were talking about Twitter. Ah, <laughs> what did you say? Oh my god, it was so funny. I don't think it's my thing. I, I, no, you said something else. Twitter uh, and I, we don't see eye to eye. Oh, we don't see eye to eye. I just, <laughs> I, I struggle with it. I struggle with Twitter because I don't know, I don't understand the the point of it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I know there's a point to it and I know people get a lot of value from it. I'm, I str- I'm struggling to find the value. Because you are an old millennial. Maybe that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. And I know there are some old millennials who have gotten into Twitter and good on them. That's great. But, uh, I'm not trying to dog on it. I'm no. just like, I'm just saying I don't understand it. No, we're at that point in our lives where we really have mastered the technology that has existed in our time. But any new shit that's going to come, fuck that noise. We are going to be like, what? I don't like it. I guess there's just like, there's even some, there's some people on Twitter that are like well known. Like they're or not well known. It's just like they have a lot of followers because in their realm. So they're like film people. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of followers, mm-hmm. and that, so they'll share something. And as me as a person who's not known, am I like okay? I'm supposed to like interact with these things, right? What do, I don't know what to interact with because I see the interactions, and the only interactions that are, get any kind of positive thing are like yeah, good on you, guy, or yeah, or some meme that's a, you know something that agrees. But then if someone's like. I just like there's a lot of snootiness that happens when people disagree. Oh yeah, and then it's just I like, well, what? Do, so yeah. what if you like you agree? Like you don't make a comment unless you agree, but then you do. Then you're an uh, you're an asshole. I don't know. I'm not even explaining it very well because it's, it's completely law. It's foreign to me. I don't understand it. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> um, another movie that we watched this week uh, while you were doing something. Wrapping presents, or yeah, we'll call it wrapping presents. Some kids might be outside the door listening, so we don't want to say, we don't want to spoil anything. Specifically, you were doing something Christmassy, yes, and uh, we turned on the night before with Seth Rogen and what's his name and who's JGL and Anthony Mackie. You always call him JGL, yeah. I don't like that you do that. Why? Because Joseph Gordon Levitt, 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 I think, and who was the third? Anthony Mackie. Um, Falcon. From... And that movie came out mm, a couple uh, years ago. Yeah, three or four. We saw it in the theater as a double feature on a date. We saw that and uh, the Good Dinosaur, the Pixar movie. Of, of course we did, because yeah. that's who we are. Yeah, we we had I think one or two kids at the time, and we took went ourselves to see the Pixar movie without them. But then we saw the R rated uh, the night before, and I just remember going to the theater. And the night before was playing in a pretty small we were in a small theater mm-hmm. and then people in front of us were oh man they i, I never smelled someone i never smelled someone's smell of so much oh. pot mm-hmm. which i don't care like you smoke pot whatever that's cool for you but like it was so much like <laughs> it was a mixture of pot cigarettes and booze and it was like it reminded me of um the peanuts character where the dust cloud oh yeah who's which which character Dirt is that ball no that's not it not like pig pen pig pen it was like yeah. pig pen and like i could see the the s- <laughs> circle of smoke we chose to sit in like the front row 
instead. We moved seats because yes. it was so bad. It was so bad. I want to throw like, up. I know as a Seth Rogen, I mean, I know like he's got a the pothead following. Sure, that's fine. It was gross. Though. I like Seth Rogen movies a lot, but it was, it was gross. super gross. Yeah. I remember that. Where, like, yeah. I move. Anyway, I think that's probably the first time you've rewatched it since we saw it in the theater. What do you think? I feel like I've seen it another time. Yeah. Anyway, I thought All it was right. hilarious. I think it's a little underrated. I think it, it kind of came and went, but I think it's pretty funny. Oh, it's fantastic. I think it's Seth Rogen's like best movie. Well, you got to remember he's... Uh, you got to be careful with that because he's made some good ones and you're forgetting them. That's probably true. I'd you love say This that. Is the End. I do. Yeah, I was, that's actually, a good that one. just popped into my head. Pineapple too. Express is great. Yeah. Knocked Up is great. I mean, yeah. So, okay, so this is another one of his great movies. <laughs> he has a he has a very strong track record, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think that he gets like he gets put in that like annoying guy because of his laugh. People like they dismiss it. Uh. Yeah, but he like he usually makes yeah, pretty funny solid. movies, and he's usually pretty well involved in either producing it or writing it, and so. Yeah, I think he's got a solid, more, better track record than a lot. Even, like, those Neighbors movies, which shouldn't be anything like I love Zach. those movies. Yeah, they're both really funny. Both. Um, I love those movies. Yeah, they're funny. So We anyway. are those people. The hit, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. It No, so the night before, I just think it's uh, Michael Michael Shannon is in there as, like, Oh, the, so good. He's so funny and like, a mentor, a po- uh, the dealer uh, mentor of the three guys. And it he's has, like, an old like, teacher of theirs or something, right? No, not an old teacher. He's are like sure? these are old pot dealer from high school. Yeah, but they always call him Mr. Green. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't a teacher, and no. I was just I just made that up in my head. They just call him Mr. Green because they're being respectful toward him. Mm. So this is also the movie where I uh, this this movie coincided with my complete turnaround on Miley Cyrus because even in the trailer for the night before they have Mindy Kaling, who's also great. Uh, talking about wrecking ball how like it's the perfect song because you can dance to it you can like uh sing like it's it's a perfect for many occasions right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and miley cyrus is briefly in the movie where she sings a little bit of wrecking ball and she's really funny in it it's great that song is great it's one of the best songs ever i used to not like miley cyrus but now i think partly because of this movie i'm on board Oh, and she was recently on SNL and was fantastic. She was good. And we, 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 so we watched some SNL and the, the running thing of watching SNL this year has been like, how oh, these musical performances have been bad. Yeah, they've a been lot of very them. I'm poor. not going to say which ones, but very poor. A lot of them have been poor, but she was really good for that. Yeah, I uh, guess thing. in my mind, because they always called him Mr. Green, mm-hmm. I was envisioning that he was like a old teacher or something. <laughs> and plus, they start out by meeting him outside the high school. Yeah, well, that's because they used to just get high in high school, and they and then, would get and their then he's always from. like, he's always like, oh, he saw, he thought of you kids as my own kids. Yeah, what's well, so the joke? I sort of just thought he was like a teacher figure, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funnier. He th- now yeah, it's he less so. funny to me. No, I think it still works. It's Michael it? Shannon. I figured he was their pod dealer and their teacher. That's just the story I made up in my okay. head. Anyway, the night before, it's good. That's a great Christmas movie. Yeah, you watched it more than I did. I I do enjoy that. And then, you know, during a lot of holiday stuff, we, like, turned on, like, uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is a movie that we could do for this podcast, and maybe we will. But it's hard because it's one of – it's like – there's two. There's two. There's movies that are are just, like, pure annual tradition background movies. Mm -hmm. Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. You could – I've seen them so many times over the years that you could turn them on – 
and you can you know exactly what's going on, even if you can only hear part of it. If you're seeing a screen, if you can't hear it, mm-hmm. it's the it's just it's it's so familiar that that's all it is. You, mm-hmm. There's no measure. If we did one of those two movies, we'd have to like I don't take real notes and try to like actually focus on the movie aspect of yeah. it of whether it works because to me it's just like a thing that exists when you do Christmas presents that exists when you do yeah okay you know what I mean it's just because it's become so familiar that it, I will also just sit and watch it though yeah but you know what I mean though yeah it's just like what would you say about Christmas Vacation right now you just had it on you watched it what do you mean what would ago. I say what would you say about it it's fantastic I know but like yes but what else would you say? Like, would I criticize it? Could No, could you do a podcast on it? Of course I could do a podcast on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, we're switching it up. No. <laughs> all right. So instead of doing Jingle All the Way, we're going to talk about Christmas Vacation. Okay. Okay. So first. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Let's... We are talking about Jingle All the Way. We are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, before we get started, okay. we've got to kick it off with our... Uh, what do you remember? What do you remember? Hold it. In 2019, do you think that we should make it a priority, not a priority, maybe our resolution should be like theme music, music for what do you remember, music for what would Roger say, music for, we already have music for what would Roger say. What it's, would Roger say? There it is. There it is. And then, Bam. You know, do you think that should be a resolution or should we just be like, fuck it, no one's listening, it's cool. Um, well, I think we don't want to overkill with some cheesemoso music. Cheesemoso? Yeah. What was that word? Oh, that's not a word that other people use? Say it again. Cheesemoso. Is that a word? Uh, well, it's a word that has been said in my office a lot, so I just assumed it was a word that people say. I know machismo. No, cheesemoso. Like, it's very cheesy. Okay. Well, now now I'm worried that maybe it's, like, racist or something. Uh-oh. I hope it's not. You should look it up. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh... Um, so, yeah, we don't want to overkill. But, yeah, we should probably do something like that. Really legitimize our efforts. Okay, so what do you remember? This is the part where before we click play on the old DVD or whatever, we give ourselves 30 seconds to write what we remember about the plot of the movie. Okay. I should go first today. Sure. Okay. All right, so what do I remember? At some point in our relationship, Tyler forced me to watch this movie. My brain then immediately killed all the brain cells holding any memories. I sort of recall there being some fighting over some action figure, as it's the hottest toy of the Christmas season, but honestly, I was only reminded of that from the awful DVD menu screen I just turned on. I can't believe Tyler's making me watch this two days before Christmas. What am I doing with my life? Just kidding. I love Tyler. But seriously, what am I getting myself into with this Arnold Schwarzenegger Sinbad Christmas movie? Shit. Interesting. Your turn, Tyler Wilson. Jingle all the way. It's turbo time. (sighs) And it's the peak of Arnold Schwarzenegger's hubris. The man thought he could do no wrong. Well, it turns out he could do lots of wrong because Jingle All the Way is one of the worst quote-unquote Christmas blockbusters of all time. But it's terrible in so many fascinating ways. Sinbad is basically playing a terrorist in this movie. The Mall of America plays a significant role. Capitalism is the villain of the whole movie. With every ounce of Christmas spirit in the film wrapped in a most disgusting depiction of American selfishness and indulgent commercialism. And Phil Hartman... God bless Phil Hartman for trying his best to save this piece of shit. 
Oh, we both ended our review. Our what remembers with the word shit. We sure did. I wonder what that says about Mingle know. all the way. I do have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. What is Sawyer's birthday? April seventh. I just think it's completely ridiculous that you will remember dog shit movies from 20, 30 years ago to that level of detail, and then you fail to remember some of the most important details in your life. Isn't that the her birthday? No. What day is it? <laughs> That's not our birthday. It's not our birthday? You get it wrong every time. Are you messing with me? No, I'm not messing with you. When's your birthday? Oh, my God. How do you remember these movies to such detail? Is that our birthday? <laughs> That's our birthday. Are you sure? Yes. The fact that you're not sure? She's the third kid, so, you know. <laughs> oh, but you could remember the third movie you watched in 1992. It was 1996. Oh, my God. Her birthday is April 7th. It's true. But, like, to my point, how do you remember these movies so well? Well, I've been a student of Jingle All the Way the last couple of years now. A a student? A student. What? You watched this last year? I've watched it every Christmas for the last couple of years because I find it fascinating. I'm giving you this, like, horror, look of horror and disgust. Like, how could I be married to you? Well, I'm... Gross. Who are you? I've been... Well, I did some... I had to do... It's called research. I don't think it's called research. I think there's something broken inside of you. (laughs) You're trying to heal with shitty Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Well, I I was... You know, I I was doing a a series a couple of years ago about, like, bad Christmas movies I haven't seen because there's so many Christmas movies out there. And so, like, the standard is of, like, what is, like, the ultimate bad Christmas movie? And I believe that answer is Jingle All the Way. (gasps) Oh! It is the ultimate bad Christmas movie in that it is bad in multiple ways. It's not just bad in one way. It's not just bad in two ways. It's not just bad in in, in any of the ways that a Hallmark Christmas movie is bad. Oh, it is bad yeah. in mm-hmm. numerous ways. Hallmark Christmas movies are delightful. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that because this is one of the things that I want to talk about with Jingle All the Way. Because listen, there have been... Plenty of better pod. They're better podcasts that have done episodes Whoa, on yourself, Jingle All the Way. Who says they're better? Well, they've got star power. Behind- they've got how male this get star made has done uh, men, men, ju- more men. How this get made has June Diane Raphael, and she's delightful. Well, so. she's pretty fantastic. So I, mean, I won't diss on her. Yeah, and their show's fantastic. I wasn't referring to them. Okay, they look. We're not trying to be. How does it get made? That show's amazing. I listen to it all the time. It's fantastic. I did not listen to their episode on this for quite a while because I didn't want it to cloud my own thoughts, obviously. But Jingle All the Way is just so fascinating in how it was made. I can't get over it. There's so many things that just are strange about how it's made and how Christmas movies become classics. This movie is regarded as a classic by some people. Well, I just want to let you know mm-hmm. that I think you making me watch this movie mm-hmm. is a dagger in our marriage. And so you're going to have to, like, make it up to me. You say that about literally everything we watch. <laughs> Roll the tapes. I do not say it literally about everything we watch. Yes. But this one was particularly... Okay. Maybe you just say that... Maybe you just every day you say that something is a dagger in our marriage. I do So not. that you're just like, now I'm just used to it, part of the podcast. I maybe. do not. Mm. But... You you have forced me to watch several movies for this, but um, this one I just I just don't want to watch it, and now I don't I also don't want to record this podcast. Fine, turn it off. No, we're gonna do it. Turn it off. But like, first you make me watch it. Turn it off. I then, give you a choice. <laughs> then you make me replay it in my mind through talking about it. 
<laughs> That's the whole point of the thing. Oh my god! Do you want to just not do this anymore? No, I definitely want to do it. Well, yes. but, like I get to pick the episode next episode twenty six. Is this is it for the podcast? No, no, more. no, I get to pick the next. I like how today you're like, hey, hey, hey. I know what movie we could do next for New Year's. It's sort of Christmas-y. it's an idea. You're like, how about? You don't have to say. It. No, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to. Maybe we'll do. It you better say or I'm going to say the wrong one, and that's going to irritate you. No. Batman Returns. Yeah. I was just, it was an idea because it's set at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie, really. So you could, for a December movie, you could do it. I've been wanting to watch several movies for this podcast, and you're like, no, no, no. Which ones? No, no, no. Which ones? Uh, you know which ones. What ones? You're the one. Tell me. I literally borrowed one of those movies, I don't know. 30 episodes ago. Number one, we're on a theme month. Number two, if you really wanted to watch that, you'd bust out that V8 VCR player and you'd turn it on. I suppose. But you always rely on me to have to turn it on. I know, because at the end of the day, I don't really care what we watch. Just yeah. turn it on, I'll watch you just it. just want to give me shit. That's all your whole point. Your whole thing is like, give me shit. So before we jump into um, the details of this classic movie from 19-whatever. 1996. Uh, if you're going to do high stats, you might want to get the year. Fuck you, man. I'm pulling it up. Okay. I thought I had it pulled up. Now it's not. Oh, my God. Jingle. What did What did we watch? Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way uh, in 1996. Right. High stats. What would the music be for high stats? What kind of music would we want for that? High stats. I don't know. I don't know either. Is it like, are we like crunching a calculator, like statistics? Oh, like a, ooh, like a, like one of those calculators that prints out little paper. Yeah. Yeah. I, like yeah. That. I got one of those at work. I could probably just pulled up my just microphone it. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the gals at work was telling me about this new thing called AMR. What does AMR stand for? What is it called in movies when they record the background noise? Like someone walking? Uh, well, that. I know ADR is ADR. when they... Well, that's okay. like when they re-record... Um, okay. Right. Well, apparently there's a thing called, and I might be messing this up, but AMR. So holding the microphone up to the calculator made me think of it, but it's basically the most popular videos on YouTube in this category where, like, a woman or man holds um, a microphone up to their mouth while they eat things. So it's like the noise of, like... Like crunching, like eating, like cookies and wafers and honeycomb and and soup and uh, what do we? It, it's like videos of people recording themselves doing these things, and then it's just the sound, and people are obsessed with them. Why? I don't know, but it, it's odd. You're kind of curious now, I'm, aren't you? I'm at a loss. I don't even know why we're what what why, what. We were talking about holding the microphone up and recording something. Okay. All right. You know what? I love how you can talk about things and it's the most interesting thing in the world. And I bring something up and you're just dead silent no, over this there. This is literally literally the reaction that you give me when I do that. So you're I just giving you a not... little bit of your own medicine is what you're getting right now. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear that. You can't hey, hear that finger. Hey, podcast listeners. You can't hear that finger on can the radio. Can you hear what radio. finger I'm <laughs> flicking up at him? Get to the high stats. Jesus, why don't you have that ready? Fuck your face, man. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Jingle All the Way came out on uh, November 22nd, 1996. It clocked in at the beautiful, beautiful minute mark, hour mark, of an hour and 29 minutes. It's too long. <laughs> but still, keep it at that 90 or less. Right, yeah. You know, that's my thing. I yeah. love it. Um, it is rated 
LPG. That's offensive. It should be LPG-13. Why is it offensive? <laughs> because it's just a disgusting film. It stars <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Howard. It stars Sinbad as Myron, mm-hmm. Phil Hartman, and Rita Wilson. And also... The Belushi that's still alive. Oh, I wasn't going to say him. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say the the Anakin St- Skywalker kid. Jake Lloyd, who, is an- who would follow this up... A- a couple years later with the the Force Awakens. Not the Force Awakens, the Phantom Menace. Wow, okay. Well, there's a lot Um, of Star Wars movies. If you're wondering what the plot keywords are for this one, it's Christmas. Shit. Karate. Uh, Yeah. Action figure. (laughs) I got a thought on the karate scene. (laughs) Karate. The tagline is, two dads, one toy, no prisoners. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Box office. Oh, yeah. I'm not done. Don't okay. interrupt my high well, I was gonna, stats. Well, I was going to give you... I was going to talk about high stats, so keep going with high, high stats. High stats. Um, it had a $60 million budget. Uh-huh. Opening weekend, it made $12 million. Mm. And then it grossed in the in the States, $60 million, mm-hmm. And then worldwide, $120 million. So it barely made its money back domestically. Yeah. No, this was not... Uh, well, it, yeah, it's like a Thanksgiving release. $12 million. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I also like to call this out. Runtime is 89 minutes, uh-huh. but 94 minutes for that director's cut. Which we did, opted not for. I've seen the director's cut. I suggested that we not watch that. You gotta get those extra five minutes! It's just some wretched deleted scenes. You don't need them in your life. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Uh, yeah, and then the the other key stat in here is that I believe you told me yesterday that Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid twenty million dollars for this movie. Twelve million. Twelve or twenty. That sounds like because I know he got paid at least twenty for Batman and Robin, which is the next year. So I'm guessing that he also probably made twenty million dollars for this. Yeah, I had it. It's in here it's, somewhere. It's an ungodly amount of money. Um, oh, twenty million dollars. Yeah. So there. I mean, there's like oh shit, that's so the, much. How much was the budget? Sixty. That's a third. Math is not your strong point. Twenty, forty, sixty. That's yeah. a third. What did I? What I didn't say anything, did I? You said a quarter. Did I? Yeah. I didn't mean to say anything. I was just talking. Um, I was, I was helping you out there because I know you're not good with math. So I was trying to get that not good fraction with math. out there for you. It's true. No. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, there's 150 people working on the movie, and here's this one guy walking around with a third of the money. <laughs> when it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes, and he's a star. On the on the bo- the bonus features on the disc, there's a footage of him on the set in the Turbo Man costume, and he's walking around the fucking set smoking a stogie. It's so fucking obnoxious. If I was like working on this movie and it's just asshole, he made twenty million dollars on this movie and he's just like a smile on his little suit, I'm like get the fuck out of here. What a douchebag! <laughs> like get the fuck out That's of here. That's a douchebag. Oh, you're move. so cool. Give me a break. But I do love Arnold. So, well, so do I. Too much. I mean, <laughs> so do I. I'm just, super love him. I know. I just thought it was hilarious. Good because here's this, this, this like okay. And then the other big deal about this is that it is a movie that is was shot largely. In and around the Twin Cities of uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul area, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a place that uh, is uh, a fond place for me because I have family over there and I grew up going there, so I know a lot of the uh, landmarks. The Mall of America plays a big, ro- not a big role, like a five-minute role in this movie. Uh, there's a little Lego area in the Mall of America that you've been to with our kid, and uh, it's in the movie for like five seconds. So that's something you. 
love the Twin Cities. I do. Because of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. And when uh, I was yeah reading on this movie, I was like, oh, this is why you like it. So what's fascinating to me, I could be wrong. There's probably been several movies that have been shot in the Twin Cities after mm-hmm. Jingle All the Way. But I know about, like... There's the there's a the big three in my childhood that was filmed around there. The Mighty Ducks, and then the sequels a little bit. There are there. The Mighty Ducks were filmed around the, the Twin Cities. Well, yeah, at least they're set there, and there's some scenes in. When are we doing the Mighty Ducks? I have the DVD. We could watch. That'd it be whenever. a good winter. It is a good winter one movie. Yeah, and then like I, they go to L.A. or whatever for the sequel, but they do a little bit in that there, and I think the third one's back in Minnesota. So there's that. And then Little Big League, which we've done, which is about yes. the Minnesota Twins, and then there's Jingle All the Way, the last one. I am not familiar with a major motion picture. Shot in the Twin Cities after this. And that, if you think about it, kind of makes a lot of sense. Because you're just like, I'm sure the people that like run the town are like, Fuck, don't let anybody from Hollywood come in here and do this again. What I can tell you about mm-hmm. what I read about the experience of filming in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. was that the director... Um, would often say, oh, it was really great. They were, the people were really great. But then on the flip side would be like, they were fucking awful. So I think that the extras and all the people were a challenge, but he kept trying to make it like, yeah, they were great. I think that comes through in the movie because I think this movie is a portrait of humanity that is bleak. And it makes everybody in the Twin Cities look like criminal assholes. <laughs> so I, if I lived there and I saw this movie, like, I would be offended that this movie, not one, was made in the town that I live in, but two, like, it treats the people, like, they, they have such a poor idea of these people. I know. In Minnesota, it, Minnesota They're very nice. friendly. Yeah. That's what we call Joe Mauer on the Twins, Minnesota uh, Nice. Joe Mauer, they can retire his number. It's going to be great. Uh, okay, love this is Okay, whoa. <laughs> well, I'll get my other Minnesota thing, so Twins thing out because as far as I'm aware, there's no one in the film that's wearing, even though despite being set in the Twin Cities, no one's wearing Twins attire except for the Phil Hartman's kid in the movie. There is a shot late in the film where he's wearing a jacket, and the jacket is out and deliberately opened in a certain way, Mm -hmm. but the wind blows it at one point, and you see that old M logo of the Mm -hmm. twins on there just for a second, and that's the only, like, visual reference that I see of the twins in the whole movie, so I don't think they got the... I don't... Number one, I don't think they gave them the okay, and then two, they didn't care about cutting out that little thing, like, ah, no one will see it. Okay. So, if you're curious, there is a whole Wikipedia page dedicated to films shot in Minnesota. Okay. Oh, there's a lot on here. Look. Well, sure. Do you want me to go to the other link that was films set in Minnesota? Well, there's, I mean, yeah. I mean, the big one that people will remember is, even though Fargo is, that's technically North Dakota. Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Grumpy Old Men? Yeah, those are both in the, yeah, I know that. We'll do those movies maybe eventually. Okay. Any other movies you can remember that were set in Minnesota? The Mighty Ducks? (gasps) Drop Dead Fred, you son of a bitch. We were going to watch that. <laughs> That's the one we were talking about earlier you said no to that I have on I say no that to. I borrowed from Lisa. And it is set in goddamn Minnesota. We are watching that. We can. Get the February okay. Or January. All right. Calm down. <laughs> set in Minnesota. That's amazing. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. Is that in our time frame? I think it is. 2000. Yeah. I think it is. That movie's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. I probably would. I don't I don't I don't have a strong enough memory of that movie to, to confirm that. Miracle? Okay, yeah, that's fairly recent. Major League Back to the Miners? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that one because that's about the Minnesota Twins. Juno? Juno set in Minnesota? Yeah. I didn't really wear I wasn't aware of that. Damn, in your face. Uh, is it Inside set or film there? Inside, Inside out, out they begin in Minnesota and then they they go to San Francisco if you recall. That's great, though. Yeah. 
Makes sense with all the hockey. Correct. We're going to spend 10 minutes of me just looking at this. You just want to get to the end of the... Oh. Tommy Boy? No. It's like Midwest. They might They might have a scene there. But they it's not like largely set there, I don't think. Still... I'll take it. Anyway, that's even before... Uh, I'm just saying there wasn't like a... like <laughs> Jingle All the Way seems like the movie that was like... They were just like, all right, no more of these big movies coming into our town and making us look like assholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what do we want to talk about next? You're going to have to drive this because okay. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, well, there's... I don't necessarily want to go through it like plot for plot, Please, but... God, no. But the, the gist of the plot if you didn't get it from the trailer, is there's this hot toy called... Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Right. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, a busy, busy, successful businessman. He's a mattress salesperson. Like, what I the fuck? Guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's, a, he's in a big office. There's a whole, like, Christmas party going on Oh, he's on a downstairs. mattress salesman. You Jesus. know what that makes me think of? Hmm. Punch Drunk Love, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was a mattress salesman. Yeah, he knew how to sell those mattresses and also run a, a phone sex line on the side. That's that mattress man. That's that mattress man. Love it. Let's talk about that movie instead. Punch Drunk Love came Great. out in... We, 2002. We can technically 2002. do that one. 2002. Yep. We have a movie poster of it up somewhere. Where is your it's movie right poster? It's right here. It's right there. <gasps> On the floor? There's so many things in this room. Get me a bigger house. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, if McDonald's wants to sponsor us, I will yes. get us a bigger house. Um, so he's a shitty dad. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's who a shitty works dad. really hard. and uh, But he's a shitty dad. He's a shitty dad. He only has one kid and he's still shitty. Blah, blah, blah. Him and his wife have this conversation about the toy. And she is like, oh, you got him that toy, right? We had that conversation three weeks ago. And he's like, what? Yep. <laughs> and it's Christmas Eve. And now he's like, fuck, I got to go find this toy. There right. you go. I caught you up. That's the whole movie. And most of the movie just takes place on Christmas Eve of him trying to go to these toy stores and getting the toy. Okay. So there's so many. T- okay. I don't want to do tea time with Tyler, but my coffee's out. And I'm feeling bored. Okay. Um, so we haven't even gotten. We have spent. <laughs> I know. I said. I don't All you've been doing is trying to stall away from talking about this movie. It's 45 minutes in. Yeah. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and you're like, we're cutting this one off in an hour. You've got 10 minutes to talk about it. Well, after Home Alone was almost fucking two hours. It won't go two hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So coffee. Coffee with Tyler. I don't know what like the coffee equivalent of tea time is. It's just you could have just said it was tea. like no one. It's audio. No one can see our. our I'm cups. not a liar, Tyler. Okay. I live an authentic life. Okay. I am who I am. Okay. I don't make stuff up. Okay. Okay. All right. It's coffee time with Tyler. Okay. Great. Tyler, name some movies with Sinbad. <laughs> uh, first kid. Uh. That one, Necessary Roughness, he's in that. He's in Jingle All the Way. He's in that other one I can't think of. It's, dude, was he in? He's in House Guest? He's in want, House Guest with Do you, you want a refill? Yes. Is he in House Guest with Phil? That's Sinbad, isn't it? I don't know. House Guest? Yeah, the one with Phil Hartman and Sinbad, right? All I can think of is House Bunnies? That's with not. Tommy Lee Jones? That, that was called The House, and The House Bunny is a different movie. I got Sardis. the right word house in there. Man of the House was the Tommy Lee Jones one. That's also like that Chevy Chase, Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie called Man of the House, but they were different topics. And then the House Bunny is another sorority type movie. That's why you're getting confused with Man of the House. No, I was thinking of House Bunny. House Bunny is another sorority movie, but not with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, who there? who's in it? Not Sinbad. <laughs> not Sinbad, but is there Tommy Lee Jones in it? No, he's in Man of the House, which no. is... No, who's yes. in House Bunny? What's your name, the blonde gal? 
Yeah. Who else? Other people, but not Tommy Lee Jones. I thought there was like an old guy. <sighs> He's in the movie Man of the House. Colin Hanks is in House Bunny. He's not old. <laughs> No, he's not. Emma Stone's in that movie? Yes! Hugh Hefner's in that movie? Okay. He died. Oh, yeah, okay. He's dead now. Right. Um, You did terrible. Look up House Guest. I think that's no, Sinbad. No, I'm going to look up Sinbad to see how awful you did. All right. By the way, when I looked up Sinbad, it said Sinbad, actor in Jingle All the Way. He's in a great episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I thought you were going to say he's in a great episode of the show Sinbad. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, he's known for Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Coneheads, Good it, Burger, First Kid. Yeah, First Kid, I said that. Did I said you? First Kid. Good Burger, he's he in. 46 acting credits. Conehead, he's not in that much of that movie, I don't think. Uh, should I go to the 90s? Is that when it, it would show That's him? when he was a big star. First Kid was the big one. Okay, what's your guess on how many episodes of the Sinbad show there was? 85. 24. Oh, it didn't last very long, huh? One season? Yeah, that's not very many. I don't remember even what that is. I don't know that. I don't even. I have no memory of that show. What? I don't have a memory of the Sinbad show. How do you know who Sinbad is and not have a memory of the Sinbad show? Who are you? I saw this movie and I saw Shut House up. Guest and no I saw uh, First Kid. Oh, you know what's weird is he had a TV show he was on, A Different World. Yeah, that's like the spinoff of the... 59 episodes. The, Co the Cos We don't talk about that anymore. He was uh, on the Cosby show for yeah, one episode. We don't talk about that. What... Is he in House Guest? <laughs> He's in Coneheads. House Guest. Like, 95, 94. Aliens for Breakfast. Oh, my God. And then he's also Kevin Franklin in the, sh in the little movie called House Guest. Thank you. <laughs> I got the main ones. <laughs> I got the main ones. He's in Homeward Bound 2. Okay. Can we be done with this? <laughs> oh, then back to the Cosby show. Okay. So, in Jingle All the Way, it's not just... Arnold Schwarzenegger is a terrible dad, and in the movie, he never learns any kind of lesson, and he's rewarded for not learning a lesson, right? Because he doesn't care about his kid. He goes around on the last day because he has no choice to get this one thing because he's promised his kid, even though he's shown a history of breaking his promises. And he, Jake Lloyd, tells him that at every turn. And at the end of the movie, he still doesn't learn his lesson, but because his kid lets him off the hook, he's a hero. He's not a hero. He was an asshole the whole time. He, he commits several criminal behavior act, like so many things. He breaks a lot of right laws. off the bat. It's supposed to be funny that he is driving on the shoulder of. A, he's trying to get to the kid's karate, uh, a, a karate performance. Well, he's getting his next belt. That's a thing. Why the fuck are they having this thing on like December twenty third? Oh, yeah, it's two days before Jesus, Christmas. You got to be kidding me! You don't put your little karate competition like half on your the twenty third. Parents 23rd. are not going to make it. Oh yeah, okay? like that's not even anything. People well, travel out of town. There's two things that are ha exactly <laughs> two things that are happening that are inaccurate. There's a Christmas party going on in his office. No Christmas parties happen that late into the season. And two, there's no karate competition on the December twenty third, the day before Christmas Eve. Okay, so the Christmas party. Yeah. Okay, so he's like, he's like, he's not even there. He's just working. He's, the mom is talking to the son, and she's like, Dad's going to make it. You know, he'll make it to the karate thing. If You know, he's just real busy at work. And then it cuts to the work, and it's like this Christmas party. party. So you're like, oh, he's not busy at work. And then it's like, oh, wait, he's in his office making phone calls. He is busy at work. Oh, <laughs> it, it, what the fuck? You are doing exactly what this movie constantly does, which is it's trying to like subvert your expectations, but it's always doing it in the wrong, stupid ass way. With this tone, oh, <laughs> yes, it is. You're, we don't even, you're. You know what? You're right. We don't need to talk about this movie. You just summed it up. <laughs> 
because that's what it is. This movie's so bad. So yeah, but he's an asshole. Like the whole time he's drive, he drives on the side of the road, and then the movie's pitching this whole thing of him getting pulled over and the cop being an asshole for pulling him over. The movie is pitched that we're supposed to feel bad for this situation. He's dri- he's breaking the law. Of course mm-hmm. you're going to get pulled over. If I was in the car watching this asshole go by, it's like, yeah, not only pull him over, but make him do a sobriety test. Make him do it. Make Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. recite the alphabet backwards because we all know that he couldn't do that sober if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Fuck. What's great about the movie that I think is the key is that hold on, Schwarzenegger... Hold on, hold on. When you were just saying that, I, the sobriety test, I just had this thought like... <laughs> I had this thought. Didn't we just watch a movie where that happened to a character? Yeah, this movie. We watched <laughs> no, this movie. I literally, I literally thought it was in this movie that I had this other memory. I was like, didn't we just watch a movie that just happened? Yeah, in? this one. <laughs> this fucking movie. Oh my god, I need to go to bed. So the whole thing, and I think you in the behind the scenes of this, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger just wanted to play an everyman. He wanted to play yeah. a normal guy. Yeah. And this is a movie that is an attempt to show Arnold Schwarzenegger as a normal man. It's impossible. No. You cannot. He's walking no. around, first of all, with that accent. It never works. It doesn't work no. in any of the other movies he's ever in. It's a real thick Austrian <laughs> accent. Kind of hard to get around. Even the way he's like, you're my number one customer. <laughs> like, it's just And then like... he says it to his wife. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Ah, so funny. He called his wife his number one customer. What ah. the fuck? I mean, so yeah, he's an asshole for doing it, but at the same time, I'm just like, who cares? About, like, Phil Hartman, he's, who's great in the movie, we'll talk about him in a minute, but he gets home and Phil Hartman's the neighbor and he's like, oh, I'm putting lights on your house because you were too busy to put them up. But I don't worry, I recorded the karate thing and he's annoyed. Like, I'd be like, fucking great. I don't have to, why don't you record it every time so I don't have to go to these, like, like how many belt colors do we have? Yeah, fantastic. Purple, orange, yellow. Fuck this shit. It's all a racket. What a great neighbor. Yeah, he's recording it for you. You don't have to go. Who cares? Yeah. Also, your kid's annoying. <sighs> I mean, this is the part that blows my mind is that there's this movie, Jingle All the Way. Jake Lloyd's in it. He's acting. I don't want to get into Jake Lloyd being a bad actor. We all know he is. He's a terrible actor. He was a terrible child actor. I think most kid actors are. He's especially bad. But what blows my mind is that this came out in 1996. Okay, so then what? They had to make The Phantom Menace. It takes some time, right? But it stands to reason that George Lucas saw this uh. fucking movie and was like, yeah, I want that kid to turn into Darth Vader. Yeah, what What the hell was he smoking? That's the part. It's not like he just plucked Jake Lloyd okay, out of nowhere. let's be honest. Like, George Lucas, he sucks. I know. My point is is that I, we, I could forgive it a little bit more if he just, like, took an unknown actor who blew you away in audition, and then it turned out to be, like, not a great fit. And listen, the script for The Phantom Menace is not doing Jake Lloyd any favors. No. And let's face it, the script for Jingle All the Way is certainly not give, doing Jake Lloyd doing... any favors. I was going to say anyone any favors, right. but... Well, I mean, you could argue that a couple people come out of the movie relatively unscathed, but I would guess that it's probably more to do with them, like, even improving most of their lines. I kind of feel like I want to blame the director on this one. Well, we're going to talk about that, because <sighs> the movie in the middle is what people remember about the movie, of, like, this, like... Na- it, but it's a weird movie, right? It's mm-hmm. a nasty little movie where... People are acting like assholes at the store to fight over a toy, mm-hmm. right? 
we've seen that on the news. We've seen that over what's, I think the movie came out right at the time when Tickle Me Elmo was like a big... That year. Right. Mm-hmm. It was the same year. I think that the writer is Chris Columbus, which we've talked about. He's, He's like the second, he cleaned up the script a little bit. Okay. He wasn't the original writer. Right. So, But he is someone that we've, we've just did Home Alone. He directed that. He did uh, Harry Potter, first two mm-hmm. movies. And so he's a you know, known quantity. He's made some lousy movies later, but whatever. He kind of pitched the movie as like he had an experience going after, I think, Buzz Lightyear yeah. toy. Because in 95, they didn't realize how big Toy Story was going to be and nobody could find a Buzz Lightyear toy. Turbo Man, by the way, looks an awful, like, once you have that little nugget in your brain, like they clearly made like a Buzz Lightyear figure here, a red Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. that's what they've done, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to say it's like a superhero, but whatever. Yeah, instead of having wings, he has a jetpack. So the whole movie is just like this nasty thing where people are nasty to each other. Every store employee or manager is a huge asshole. Oh yeah, they totally. do not give a shit about business. They're just like this. Must, this clearly was like before Amazon came and just like fucking mm-hmm. knocked all of these assholes out of business, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I'm not saying that's great, but I'm just saying, like, they really thought they were hot shit, didn't they? Like, we could do whatever we want. Yeah, supply no one's and ever... demand. We got all the power. There's mm. no one going to ever stop us from selling toys. We're the king of yeah. a castle. We can't we can, be stopped. We can double the price of this toy. Fuck you. Every employee, every manager, they're huge assholes, right? All the people are vicious. They're fighting. They're going on hordes of things like, you know, just terrible things. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, at one point runs out of gas in his car. He leaves it for five minutes. Okay, also, who the fuck is running out of gas? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, what? Well, he's... Why is that in this movie? The only thing that I could understand is that he's Austrian and doesn't understand it, but he's an everyman, see? So he he's should know. He's an everyman. He should know when his gas is like, running Like, people low. don't run out of gas. No, not really. Not I like mean, this. I mean, we've all been there where we're dirt-ass poor, and so you're, like, only putting, like, $4 in your tank. He's not. He's a successful businessman. Exactly. Man. There's no Selling fucking reason why he's running out of gas. But my point is, is that he parks the car for 10 minutes somewhere, and then it, it's a joke that it's been completely stripped all the tires are gone. They've taken the door off. Wait, when does that happen? Because he pushes the car to the he gas He pushes station. it to the... No, he pushes it to the coffee shop. The diner. Oh, the diner. They have that scene. They go to the radio station. He comes back after the radio I'm station. So, so some time has gone by. Mm-hmm. But you're standing to reason that in St. Paul, after an hour... A crowd of looters has come and destroyed this car. So it makes the people of uh, Minnesota seem like huge criminals that can't spell because they wrote, like, in graffiti, Merry Chris Xmas on the car, but they spell Mary wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a town full of – it's it's like Mad Max. It's like uh, Escape from New York. This is this is the society that they've built for this movie. Mm-hmm. No wonder they never wanted another movie to come film here because they treat the people like Thanks assholes. Thanks a lot. Jingle all the way. I mean, it's a vicious world out there. And – that's the part. But then you get this weird... So then you have that. Everything that's in the city, vicious. Except for the parade where everybody's jolly and happy at the end. And then in their suburban neighborhood, there's carolers. This is this. This is why our daughter thinks that there are like carolers that go around neighborhoods. Because mm-hmm. there's carolers in this movie going around the little neighborhood singing. With their little bonnets. Where do they get these bonnets? The bonnet store. I told you when we were watching the movie. Where do the you bonnet get them? Store. Do you just get bonnets? Yes, at the bonnet store. Oh, we're jumping all over the place, but I'm just, I'm saying like in the middle. Of it does, it, Tyler, Tyler, it doesn't matter if we jump all over. I know. But so the he, I think when you were reading to me, like Chris Columbus thought of this, like he wanted to be kind of like this uh, satire. satire on the Christmas season, what we've done, commercialism has mm-hmm. done to it, right? But then you bring in the director, Brian Levant, right? Mm-hmm. 
And he sandwiches this movie with two of the most ridiculous things ever committed to live action film. The first being like per- very purposeful. It's like the movie opens with this like scene from the Turbo Man show in which the kid is enamored with it, right? Mm-hmm. And the show is basically like Power Rangers. It, mm-hmm. it feels like Power Rangers. It's way over the top. What's strange about it, and, and this is the part, like it's so bad that you're just like, well, how could anybody like this? But then you then you always have to remind yourself, like, well, Power Rangers were pretty big, and it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, so you you have to fix that in your head. And so that kind of works. But then the, the climax of the movie is this big set piece where Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger are in these costumes, and we're basically doing that scene from the beginning but we're trying to play it for real and then we're going to and then we try to slap on some like sentimental message. Real talk. It's so I strange. Fell asleep by this but point. But we did turn it back on because And then when I said that I fell asleep, you yelled at me. Then you rewound it. Right. If that's what you call on a DVD player. Yeah, you rewind it. Sure. And made me watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it was awful. Why did you make me watch it? It's so stupid. And he's like flying around in a jetpack. And Sid Man's like the bad guy. And then there's this fluffy character named Booster or something. Which is. And right. then there's some like homophobic slur because they all hate him. Yeah, you're really. You're throwing in like 70 things that are worthy of talking about. <laughs> Do we need to talk about them all? Yeah, because uh, a lot of people don't know about this slur. But um, yeah. So there's a parade. <laughs> They've not committed to getting the the. The toy. Uh-huh. He's decided that he needs to hide this cop that they've been avoiding, that they sit... We gotta talk about Sinbad do in a we? second, but... Nah. We do, because we do. You, why don't you want to talk about it? You don't want to talk about <laughs> anything. Forget it. Forget it. No, we're no, done. No, it's fine. Okay, You, so you Sin, are actually, disengaging. No, let's talk about Sinbad What is the point of doing this if you will not even engage with it? What is the point? <laughs> I don't know. What is the point? <laughs> Sinbad is okay let's talk about some you're all over the place you were you, yeah, you're dropping like, you're dropping mail bombs okay you're dropping mail bombs and you're running away like a homophobic reference and uh rocket pack and uh sinbad you don't have to be a dick <laughs> you were the one talking about the climax i was just saying that yes it was insane i was just wanting us to you didn't want to like go through all the things so i was just giving you an opportunity to talk about the notable things but you're like i fell asleep during that part Hope you choke on that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Sinbad? So Sinbad is this mailman character right. who Arnold Schwarzenegger meets um, outside the first store he tries at on Christmas Eve. Right. Um, let's hear a little bit about their first interaction when they first meet. Great. See, I have to shop late because it's the busiest time of year for me. All these important Christmas letters that people send to folks they don't even talk to but once a year. Not to mention, relatives sending presents they're going to have to send back anyway. How many toiletry kits does a man need? How about those little stupid letters from kids to Santa at the North Pole? Dear Santa, could you send me a bike and a slinky? No, your father's been laid off. And as if I didn't have enough pressure in my life, my son sends me out for some, like, goofy butt toy. Some fruity robot named Turtle Man. That's Turbo Man. My son wants one, too. You know it's all a ploy, don't you? A ploy. Man, where have you been? Don't you watch TV? We are being set up by rich and powerful toy cartels. Oh, come now on. Now you got these big fat cats sit there using working class just like me and you. They spend billions of dollars on TV advertisement, and then they sit there and use subliminal messages to suck 
your children's minds out. And I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a semester and I studied psychology, so I'm right in there. I know what's going on. And then they sit there and make a kid feel like garbage. If you, the father, who's working 24-7, delivering mail, so you make an alimony payment to a woman that slept with everybody at the post office but me. And then when you get the toy, it breaks and you can't fix it because it's a little cheap plastic. You know what I like to do? I like to walk up in that office, grab one of them, and just chuck it, and chuck it, and just eye pops out. Shouldn't wear fur. That's Sinbad. In Jingle All the Way. So what do I think about Sinbad? I think he's... um, He's choking a woman at the end of that clip. He's choking a woman at the end of that. Some random woman. I have a couple questions about Sinbad. Okay. One, Mm -hmm. um, why is he always carrying mail around with him? Because he's a mailman. (laughs) Why is he carrying the mail with him? (laughs) Because he's a mailman. He's working. Is he working? I think that's what the insinuation is that he's working. What kind of route does he have? (laughs) It's all over town. (laughs) Does he have a walking route? Because he's carrying mail with him all the time. He has a truck. He's seen the truck. But he is always carrying the mail. Why is he carrying a bag of mail with him? It's strange. Is he going to get fired? Question number two. Well, Three, is yes. he psychotic? Four, does he actually have a son? Because I don't think he does. <laughs> all good questions. The answer to the... First of all, no. Like, the very... Once he pulls the bomb out of the... Because this, this movie does the thing where male people are unhinged and there's bombs in the mail because that was, that was the big uh-huh, 90s thing, going right? Going postal. Right. So he, you know, there's one point where at the radio station where he like pulls a bomb out and it's it's a fake one, but then there's another one where he actually literally blows up the police officers. They are not killed. It's all played like a Looney Tunes gag, but a bomb explodes that he gave to cops. So at that point, unintentionally, it was just a package wrapped. He threatens them though, as if it's a bomb. The point is, like at that point in the movie, like that's what he's not. No matter what happens to Sinbad, he's not getting to see his child at the end of this. He's going to jail. One, he's a terrorist. Fucking with mail is a federal crime. Oh, yeah. And he's doing it throughout the movie. Throwing envelopes, dropping stuff. He oh, don't yeah. give a fuck about that mail he's carrying. And he's assaulted several people. Schwarzenegger several times. He's if very he's... strong. He's able to knock mm-hmm. down Arnold Schwarzenegger in multiple scenes. He mm-hmm. is. He holds his own with him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so those are my thoughts on Sinbad. I think that it's very clear from that clip alone that it seems like Sinbad is doing a lot of his own thing in this movie, uh, for better or worse. I think that Sinbad, I don't know, maybe it's not popular to say, but he can be funny. There are some line deliveries in the movie that are kind of funny mm-hmm. that he delivers. There's another. There's also parts where he mentions Rodney King, and that's not very funny. Or he says he's going to do something going postal, and that's not very funny. Mm-hmm. And it's all unhinged, and it all plays to a great thing where, one, he makes police officers explode and two he ch- chases a child up a building and is basically arrested for child endangerment my guess various things my guess is that the funny parts were him improving and the unfunny parts were the terrible script and directing because it's not but this is the problem with the movie right this this is why the middle part is bad is that it it plays this whole fighting over a toy to such an extreme cartoonish level, level, but to a point where it's trying to pretend like it's in the real world. And you can't do that with bombs and, like, trying to grab a child and throw them on the roof and and, and constantly assaulting each other, and and it's just insane. 
What do you think Roger Ebert said about this? I would guess not a lot of positive things. What did Roger say? Say. Here's our segment about what would Roger Ebert say in his original review when the movie came out back in 1996. You have an audio clip? No. Oh. I could have looked for it, though. Yeah. I, I forgot to, though. Yeah. So uh, you guessed that Roger Ebert gave this movie how many stars? One star. Two and a half. That's outrageous. <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> Outrageous! That's a that's almost a recommendation. I think he was drunk when he watched this movie. That's the best way to watch it. Um, I'll, I'll just read the end of the review. Okay. That's okay with you. Um, the climax of the movie, which you've talked about and yelled at me for summarizing too quickly, um, <laughs> uses accurate. lots of special effects and swooping around and kids in peril and close calls. All of them done well, especially the swooping, and with great humor. <laughs> the climax includes not one, but two of the inevitable kitty movie cliches. A kick to the groin administered by the little hero and the big hero saying, yes! That's what Arnold says when he gets the toy at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I liked a lot of the movie, which is genial and has a lot of energy. But I was sort of depressed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas and by the choice, choice to go with action and mild violence over dialogue and plot. Audiences will like it, I am sure. But I have to raise my hand in reluctant dissent and ask, please, sir, may we have some more goodwill among men, even turbo men? And that's the end of his review. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Roger Ebert? Bad. That was a bad review. I mean, he gave it a bad, I mean, he gave it a negative review, but at the same time, he gave it way too much praise. <laughs> he gave it a lot of praise, and two and a half stars is way more than this movie deserves. And I would contend he gave it a lot of praise to the part of the movie that is the most problematic. Um, so I can kind of see calling, you know, if you're going to make like a movie like this and have it be not a kid's movie... And have it be about like the, how commercialism is bad and what this holiday does to people. You could certainly do that and make a movie like that. Mm -hmm. But to shoehorn a kid's movie on it doesn't work. Mm -mm. And that's apparent because all the stuff with – number one, the, the kid acting, not good. The characters aren't written well. Rita Wilson's wife is written terribly. She's got nothing to do but nag. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's just a terrible role. It's just so, and it's so typical of like the time period of roles like this. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. She's it's... she's so much better than this movie. Yeah, and it's not I mean, like she's but, a mega star, but jeez, are, are Arnold and Sinbad that much better in this movie? No, I think they're right where they belong. Well, in this Sinbad movie. is this is right and just in line with his career at the time. I don't. This is the beginning of like Schwarzenegger's just huge collapse in terms of like viability, mm -hmm. partially because of this and Batman and Robin, of course. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, we gotta. There's a couple of I, – I always forget that there's also this – I always like to jump to, like, the problems of the climax. But I, I, I tend to forget that there's a scene – there's two scenes right in the middle of the movie that are also pretty slapsticky and crazy. One being, like, this run around the Mall of America going after this bouncy ball mm -hmm. that is just ridiculous. And he ends up chasing a little girl through a playground, climaxing with him grabbing her mouth in the ball pit, and then him getting, like <laughs> – whacked a bunch with purses by the moms which is you know the right response but like he's put his hands on this little girl it's so weird mm -hmm. why are we doing this for the ball which by the way the ball doesn't even guarantee like they they the store was giving the balls away as like a chance like everybody gets a ball to do a drawing 
for the remaining Turbo Mans. Getting the ball is not getting the, the doll. Oh, I thought that was just the number of dolls they had. And so if you got a ball, you got a doll. No, you get a ball. It was supposed to be a wait in line, get the ball. We do a drawing, whatever's on your ball, number or whatever. Those people get a Turbo Man. The ball doesn't even give you a Turbo Man. Oh, I totally missed that. So he's chasing after this one ball, even though they've thrown all the balls in the air and people are brawling over it, right? And that's bad. You don't want to be involved in that. But here's the thing. Like, he gets Sinbad in trouble because he goes, that guy got two. Well... And then everybody's mad about that. Well, if everybody just got a ball, they could just do the drawing normally. It's outrageous. Ugh. So then that leads into the scene with the Santa Clauses. Because then we have Belushi, the oh, still alive Belushi. Is it James Belushi? Mm-hmm. He's a, a crooked Santa Claus. And that leads them to a factory where he's surrounded by, it. like, it's knockoff, counterfeit toys, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just everybody's in Santa Claus suits. This scene, so this is just another thing, like, the Twin Cities we just have... Not, not even like your 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 mall Santas are good. These, it's, it's it's positing that pretty much anybody who's wearing a suit in this town, they're criminals. Mm-hmm. They're doing criminal activity, right? What is this? Like, there's a scene. Like, he gets there, and Belushi's like, "I know what you're thinking," and Schwarzenegger's like, "Oh, trust me, you have no idea what I'm thinking." I want to know what both of them were saying because I have no idea. What's yeah. James, what's Belushi mean and what does Schwarzenegger mean? I have no idea. What are you thinking? What is he thinking? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't either. Why would he think something that's different than what he's thinking? But I feel like the movie is trying to tell me that I'm supposed to know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. This movie's so bad, Tyler. And then they have a cartoon fight with several Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, and one has nunchucks. Like a wrestler in there, too, that yeah, has a great line. It's like the big show, right? He's a wrestler. You can't tell it's him. And, and then and doesn't he say something like, I'm going to deck your balls or something? Deck your halls. Deck your halls. And then Vern Troyer, Troyer future mini-me, uh, is the little Santa Claus. He's also dead. This movie's full of dead people. Hmm. I know. Sad. Merry um, Christmas. But then that has a thing where he, like, this is the beginning of this real slapsticky stuff. Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger punches... No, the bad guy, the big wrestler guy. He punches Schwarzenegger him. ducks. And then the big guy punches it. He flies across a room. He flies 80 feet. Yeah. And then there's another one where he punches somebody and they do like this impossible flip where he lands. It's like a, it's like a stick, but it, it, it's, it's a physically impossible move where the person like fl- does a flip, but never bends any, any yeah. spine or his legs. It's the most cartoonish thing it's you've ever so seen. so bad. So that's right in the middle of the movie. You're just like, this is meant for kids, I guess. It's like a cartoon, but like, kids don't even like this kind of cartoon. Mm-mm. Like, if Bugs Bunny's doing it, maybe, but like, why are we doing it? Yeah. So I always forget that there, there's that thing in the middle too. But the ending, okay. It ends with this parade. He's gotten in trouble. With, oh, you know, we, we'll, we'll, do we save the saving grace of the movie for the end, or just talk about him right now? Phil Hartman. Oh, Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. He's the neighbor who is trying to hit on Rita Wilson the whole movie. He doesn't have much of the movie, but, I mean, God bless Phil Hartman, right? It's so sad that he's dead. He's trying real hard, right? Everything he's doing in this movie is really funny. He's hilarious. Because he's just playing this creeper, like, neighbor guy. I want to see over a movie about him, like, a real movie about this character. The, my favorite part is, like, he's on the phone, he's talking all nice, and the way he, like, tells the kids in the background to pipe down is just almost, like... It's like a, everybody yells at kids sometimes. That happens. But the way he does it is just so, like, sinister. <laughs> yes. It's like he hangs up the phone and he burns himself. And he's like, God damn it, shut up, kids. Like, Pipe down over there. And it's just like, it's sinister almost. It's such a great performance. And, it, like, he he's doing so much with so little. 
So he plays the neighbor. He's yeah. divorced. And all the housewives love him. There's several scenes oh, where yeah. he's out and about. And all the housewives just, they adore him. And he's not like him. some hottie. But he's just like very domestic. He's doing yeah. all these great things for his kid. He's, he's videotaping things. Helps people around the house. So the scene I want to play for you is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger calling his house. Because mm-hmm. he's trying to get in touch with his wife. To tell her that he's going to be late. To what? Christmas Eve? I, they're going to go to the parade. Oh, late to the parade. The Christmas Eve parade? I'm confused. There's not. A, there's no Christmas Eve parade. Whatever. Yeah. I'm confused on the timeline. Well, the day goes by for like... 99 you know, this is the, hours. one of the shortest days of the year, right? The parade is... This, it's all in the daylight. There's, there would be no daylight by 3 so o'clock. I did read that the director wanted to film it at nighttime. Yeah. And then everyone was like, bro, we can't film this at nighttime. It's logistically not going to work. So they actually filmed it back in California in the daytime. Yeah. Anyway. There's a little fun fact for you. Great. So he's... Uh, Arnold's calling back home. And what's his name? Answers Bill the Hartman. phone. God damn. I can go to bed. Merry Christmas, Langston residents. Hi, I... Ted? Howard! Hey, buddy! How's it going out there? Everything okay? Yeah, fine. Uh, Ted, I need to speak to Liz. Uh, could you get... Mm. Oh! Howard, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a... Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her it would be a few minutes late, but you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here and... Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down! Now! He's just, you know, he's trying his best. Giving it all. He's not enough of the movie. I, he's the best part about it. Like, he's hilarious. He's funny. Like I wish there was more of him. But yeah. Okay. So the ending. We have this parade. Both of the characters have not gotten their doll. The only reason he gets Arnold Schwarzenegger gets into this Turbo Man costume is because he's avoiding the cop that's been chasing after him. Do tell me more about movie. this because we. I was asleep during this part as well. He just ends up getting whisked away in the back and he gets thrown into the suit. They make some jokes about like, oh, we're so glad you're here. The last guy, he's in a coma, like from this jetpack that accident, oh. right? So, oh, I like that little throwaway Booster, line. the sidekick, they've made some jokes about no one. They've always have Booster, the action figure there. That's been the joke of every toy story. We've got plenty of Booster. No one Everyone's wants Booster. Everyone's like, shut up. Right. No one wants Booster. He's a, like, he's a real familiar actor. Like. The name escapes me, but he is got his suit off, and he's like, yeah. Anyway, so he ends up going on the parade float, and the his son is on at the, he's there, mm-hmm. and he gets to give away like a special edition uh, Turbo Man big action figure. It's like three feet tall. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. like a gigantic uh, whatever. It's right? pretty awesome. But so we do see a quick shot of Sinbad like grabbing because they're gonna do like a little stunt show in the middle of this parade. Most elaborate. First, who's doing a? Chris, this is the worst day for a parade. Mm-hmm. This is not a good time for. It's not the Macy's Day Parade. No, that's on Thanksgiving. I know. And which is yeah, even. I always thought that was always weird too. But at least I understand. That's a tradition. Like Christmas Eve, people are. Seems like a weird time to have. People a, are traveling. People are having dinner. Yeah, it's a weird. Well, yeah. Who knows what time it is? Because he's been up since the crack of dawn, going after all these uh, toys. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, we get a shot of Sinbad putting the costume on, and they do a little fight thing so what's crazy about this is that it's the most it's it's more elaborate than what you would see at like 
a stunt spectacular at Disney World, Universal Studios. The suit, the suits are completely functional. The they've put a real jetpack on the suit. It works. The villain guy, he's got fist things that shoot out and come out. Turbo Man has like flying discs that shoot out of his arm. It like this thing would be like a, a ten million dollar prototype mm-hmm. as just as a costume at a parade in today's world. Yeah, which is and it's such a weird parade. It is like a parade full of all these. It it's so strange. It's a it's full of characters like real characters. Like you see these shots of like there's a Ninja Turtle, there's the Cat in the Hat, there's Cabbage Patch Kids, and I don't know if they're like choosing things that were like hot toys or something Seems like that. Seems like it when you list those out, yeah. Right, but no, like no Disney characters. <laughs> Ching, that's too expensive. But what's also weird about this movie in the beginning with Jake Lloyd's room, it's like before clearly before Marvel was like making big movies because his room is plastered with like art, comic book art of Marvel. Captain America and all these characters are on here. It's really strange to mm-hmm. see, like, before the big boom, even be- well before Disney bought Marvel and all that. So then you have what I think is just what Roger Ebert describes as, like, well-staged action is a sequence in which he uses his jetpack, flies into the air, does several twirls. It's all, like, in front of a green screen, it looks like, from there. He's doing these zany, zany is the word, mm-hmm. zany spins, zany loops. He gets caught in a banner at one point, and he goes around the pole in circles so fast that it's a blur. Just is this a zany cartoon of a blur? Mm-hmm. Another one where he crashes through a window and through a family's Christmas dinner, and they all get blown away, and the whole table goes goodbye out the window. Another scene in which he rams head-on at a high speed into a brick wall, and he does, like, a boing, straight, like, cartoon shot. Falls to the, the... I mean, he'd be dead so many times. Oh, so many times. So many times. But it's all played for, I think, laughs. But it looks... T- it's so poorly done. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to think about, like, 1996. And you're like, well, you know, it's an older movie. 1996. Independence Day is out. Twisters out. These are high, like, they use special, I mean, they're dated, but the special effects are incredible. So then I turn on the bonus features of this movie, mm-hmm. and they have a whole sequence about building out the Turbo Man world. They and were so excited about that. They were so excited. They thought they, they nerded really... out so big time. And what's hilarious about this, this is all footage, except for the Arnold Schwarzenegger interview, it's all footage from the DVD release in 2007. This is 10 years after the movie, yeah. talking about how great it is, okay? They were still nerding out over it. They're bragging about how they did all this practically. Like, all these, like, we did this practically. We had them going from, falling from this building like this. We had them going, not the banner, but, the, like, some of the stuff, like, we did it all really practically. No CGI, blah, blah, blah. If you're going to do it practically, why did you make it look so bad? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like it was made, like, on a studio backdrop. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it looks. But, so what's the point of going into all this effort to do something, like, in camera, but then to shoot it like it was a cartoon, it is the biggest mixed step, and it's it's bad in a whole different way. The way the movie's been nasty and unfunny, it's I I just I'm always fascinated by how many ways this movie can shift gears in its badness. It's <laughs> bad in so many different ways. There's a scene we I mean, we'll just get it all done. There's a kind of a funny part where it seems like uh, they keep making this joke about no one likes Booster. Well, Booster gets knocked off the float. And then 
the joke has to be punctuated with a bunch of kids crowding around and beating him up. Yeah, like kicking him and stuff. So, again, nasty, the, the nasty folks of Minnesota. Oh, so nasty. This time was the first time I noticed where some kids were like, we don't like you. I've heard that line before, but one of them says another word. It's a homophobic slur. I'm not going to say it because it's not a good word. No. Um, it's in the movie. Now, the subtitles doesn't say that. Nope. But it's very clearly that word. Yep. What are we doing? Why was that in the movie? That's the 90s. I feel like that word was thrown around so much in so many of the movies This is a PG... Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's where we were 20 years ago. Believable. How is it in the movie? How is it in the movie in 2007 when they put it on DVD? How is it in the movie? I think someone would say that's not what they say, right? We would probably, if we were a popular podcast, someone would be like, that's not what it says. This is clearly this word or, the, you know, whatever, right? It's that word. I heard it. We recorded it. We listened to it a few times. Mm-hmm. It's in there. It's in there. It's bad. Um, and then this, oh, the kid is running around. He's getting chased up a building. It's a bunch of child endangerment. Ha, 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 ho, ho. And then we get the, to the end where <laughs> the wife and the kid are confronted with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's only wearing a visor, by the way. It's like just a, a visor. visor. And he's still talking in his Austrian Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. It literally could be nobody else. <laughs> it is only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, even if he's not your dad, you know who he is. It's Arnold. Like, your kid doesn't... My, okay, fine. Your kid didn't, wasn't tricked. But the wife is just so surprised when he, like, like takes oh, the visor off. Shocking. How do you not know it's him? You could have seen him pretty much when he was on the float. Like, oh, that's my husband. He's up there that's for some husband. reason. That's his face. For some reason, he's up on this float for whatever reason. So then he gives him the, the action figure, but they're taking Sinbad away for the, the all of his various crimes. Are. The one police officer mm-hmm. that was witnessed or was the victim of the bomb... And the kid's like, here you go, have this doll. You nearly killed me as you chased up a, up the building. Have this doll for the son you don't really have. <laughs> you think that it's all in his head, huh? I don't think it's in his head. I think Sinbad doesn't have a kid. You just think this whole thing is, uh, uh, yeah. I think that the doll's for him. Interesting. Well, it, regardless, it's getting booked into evidence now. <laughs> You've given it to, he's getting yeah. whisked away. That doll is going into a, a, a room, a closet in the police station. Well, let's also be clear. Um, Arnold is no better than Sinbad in this movie. No, they are equally poorly behaved. They're equally shit. He's endangering the kid just as much by yes. engaging in this thing. You let that action figure go. If you, you've got a crazy person who's willing to like chase you onto this thing, here you go. My kid's more important. Please don't chase my child up to the top of that building. Mm-hmm. He, how does he, he get... He also impersonated... A police officer. A police officer to get out of trouble at the Santa, even though he wasn't technically doing what, doing anything wrong himself. Uh, I'm probably certain there's some laws he was probably breaking. He assaults. Uh, I mean, they're assaulting each other, I guess. So I guess it's fair, but it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. It's insane. It's just what a bleak worldview, and that's why I I've, I've returned to it because it is just such a fascinating piece. But of, he's like, the hero. He's not the hero in this movie. No, he's not. But the movie doesn't know that. The movie has no idea who anybody is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm fascinated by this, this is the main reason that I began to study this movie. Do tell, Tyler. I didn't know in this movie. I saw it back when. Didn't like it then. When did you, did you see it in 1996 yeah. when you were like 13 or yeah. 12 or whatever? Oh yeah, I saw it. Did not like it. 
we were at your parents' house a few years back mm-hmm. uh, during Christmas time. I think maybe before we had uh, our kids. Mm-hmm. And AMC, I think, was the channel. This was when uh, Christmas Story, mm-hmm. TBS, TNT, they like to do their 24 hours on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day of showing the Christmas Story, right? So this was a, a, a ratings get, I guess, for a while. So other channels were trying to do similar things. AMC's movie... Now, keeping in mind that AMC, they don't like to say this much anymore, but it used to stand for American Movie Classics. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> They've largely abandoned that at this point. But they played Jingle All the Way for 24 hours. And they did this more than one year. And then they regarded it as, like, a classic. Why Why is it a classic? Why do the people on the DVD talk about, like, how they still are proud of the movie and that it's really well liked and people love it. It was not a box office hit. It was, it led to another, it was a part of a string of Schwarzenegger's downfall as a box office draw. Why is it airing on AMC 24? And and maybe they don't, they probably don't do that anymore, but why? How? What's wrong with the country? And this was what I, I believe is that we will criticize Roma and say like oh it's overrated but when it comes to like a Christmas movie we will fucking we will take any and every anything and everything if it's got a Christmas tree in it we're just like fair game it's fine we'll watch it no big deal that's why we have a thousand Hallmark movies that's why we have a thousand other ones it could be the biggest dog shit in the world and we have so much of this dog shit TV Christmas movie stuff now that yeah when you look at Jingle All the Way you're like well there's Arnold Schwarzenegger that guy's a real movie star this must be a classic that's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we were. That's where we are now. It's reg- how could this be a classic? People think this is a classic. Nobody thinks this is a classic. Then Tyler. why? Where's the, the, the well, why? Why have we? Why have there been? Why has it been aired twenty four hours on a network? Why do people? Because it was cheap, and some fucking executive made a bad decision. I don't know. So tell me more about why you're watching this year after year after year. I just think that I think it changes. You like it. I think you like it, Tyler. I think that there are, yes, you know, a couple of years ago, I think there was a period where I was watching it in the vein that it's bad and fun in a really fun way. Like it's the, the room of Christmas movies, right? I don't know if I have that uh, belief anymore. I just, it because it's bad in so many different ways and it changes its badness as it goes along. So it is like a fascinating artifact of the, de- of the decade. Mm-hmm. But to say that it's fun to watch is uh is that it's not it's not fun to watch. It is not fun to watch. Possible. We can just do a quick roll up at the end of the All right. Well, we're probably done talking about this movie, right? I mean, what? We could go on for so much longer, Tyler. <laughs> I think I this was the uh, yeah. I probably won't be. I, I I need a break from this movie. I think my my research is over. Oh, now <laughs> I feel like my shitty attitude about it has ruined it for you. <laughs> it was never like a great experience for me. I was just fascinated by it. So I mean, okay. So to recap, yeah, 
This is a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger right. and Sinbad, mm-hmm. and they're fighting over a toy, right? and there's a lot of uh, slapstick violence and dumb plot stuff and running around uh, the Twin Cities. And a lot of people, that are, and the, the people of the Twin Cities are treated like uh, criminal assholes. Mm-hmm. And then there's this parade, and then this giant climax with them in costumes, and... Neither Arnold or Sinbad come out as heroes, in my opinion. Yeah, they don't. And uh, and then the and then this movie gave birth to Anakin Skywalker. Yes, it did. Sure did. Again, he he saw this movie and was like, "That's it. That's the kid." I mean, was the kid that bad in this movie though? He's not good, but it's not. Um, and he's. He's not a standout, though. He's not like a, hey, I'm going to do a Star Wars movie. Let me cast this Well, kid. again, he's not exactly like standout bad in The Phantom Menace. There's lots of problems with The Phantom Menace. He's just one of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, but he's not. I, I, yeah. I, again, I, I would just, it blows my mind that someone would be like, that's the kid I want. I saw him in that movie. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. He, maybe his audition was good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe his audition was good. I don't know. So, moral of the story, don't fight over stupid toys. Be a grown-up. That's what Amazon is for. You know what, though? Sometimes Amazon's always, like, not in stock for a month or two. So then you got to go venture the store or, like, or it's, like, price gouged. Or we can go to eBay, I suppose. That's where the real price gouging is moved to is eBay and uh, online. But So you don't have to stand in line anymore to get that deal. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's been... That sort of hot ticket toy item in a while. People do this during Black Friday, though. They'll you'll uh, every year they'll find somewhere on the news where someone's gotten some kind of fight at a Walmart, and that happens. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just I mean look at, I mean, any day of the year there's going to be a fight at Walmart you could feature. <laughs> so you're you're really banking on the fact that neither McDonald's uh, nor Walmart will be sponsoring our uh, podcast. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't hate Walmart. Because I go to Walmart sometimes. And then sometimes when I'm bitching about or making fun of the people of Walmart, I have to ask myself, am I a person of Walmart? Have you ever worn what you're currently wearing to the Walmart? So, I mean, I don't think so. I usually put on real pants to go to the okay. store. Well, that's, I mean, you're, you're doing better than some. And I also usually put on a bra. Great. That's usually what... I was going to say that I usually almost always, but then again, I have a gigantic crazy person's beard, so I probably doesn't matter if I wore a tuxedo in there, it would look strange. Well, that would look really strange if I was wearing a tuxedo, but like a suit or something. I think that's where then that's what you went to. A tuxedo? Yeah. Well, I just find the image of, I I know what I look like, and I know what my face looks like, beard-wise, and I think that would be a funny image to see me in a tuxedo with his beard. Well, on that note, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, today we talked about Jingle All the Way and a bunch of other movies. Just want to wish everyone who's listening and made it this far a very Merry Christmas. And may you watch much better Christmas movies this holiday season than Jingle All the Way. If you, yeah, no, definitely do that. Uh, find us online at places. Mostly we want you to subscribe and tell a friend to subscribe. And if you're having trouble on iTunes, that's because we're old millennials and we can't figure out how to get our podcast but if done right. Okay, we'll we'll get that fixed. But uh, <laughs> you can still get you can still get there. You subscribe, can find us there. Listen, share with a friend. We appreciate you listening and leave us a positive review if you really like us. But if you don't like us, don't leave a review, please. <laughs> If you don't like this and you listen all the way, you're a masochist, and that's there's something wrong with you. But just Merry Christmas to you too. People that like Jingle all the way, I'll watch it year to year. Just like me, you're 
glutton for punishment. Yeah, sickos. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will talk at you another movie.